Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick. And today we have Dave from the Smoking Butts and Tap and Ash podcast. How you doing, Dave? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Nick? I have... I, I'm, are you about to throw some shit yet? I'm good. Technology yeah, is once again uh, pissing can. me right the hell off. <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah. so you and I have gone through about three different uh, video conferencing programs to get to this point yes, just to have. circle back to fucking zoom it's like i don't yeah. understand you know it's like we i think zoom pays for them to fuck their shit up I, something i mean look at some point i just have to acknowledge maybe it's me but i don't i don't, I don't know it. i because, think between the two of us we could figure it out yeah i think so anyway so today we're going to be getting nerdy with it um oh, I have, yeah. yes yes we're getting nerdy with it so uh, as many of you might know, um, the Ask the Boys hotline back in like, I don't know, when was that? November? I guess it was November, kind of shit the bed. And Something so, like that. Um, yeah. And so it's one of those things where uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I had a few calls come in after the fact. And um, I am trying to uh, get them worked in. And one of them uh, is a show. And so. Um, this is a question from friend of the show, Reno. Uh, he lives up in Maryland and he's got a question. So he wants to get his son into comic books and he thought he wanted to ask, or he wanted to ask someone who knew a lot about comics. And, um, he says that he believes I'm an aficionado. I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, we just embrace the nerd you know, turn. That's right. It's like, we're just nerds. And so anyway, uh, his son is about 10 years old. And unfortunately, he wanted to get his kids some comics for Christmas. So we're a little. You can't sh- just go do that. You know, well, we're a little, we're yeah. a little past Christmas. <clears throat> However, I did, me- I did message mm-hmm. Reno today to confirm that it was him because I'm doing this based off the voice transcript, which is horrible. Uh-huh. Okay. And I did confirm that it was him. And, and he told me that, uh, uh, his son is actually having his birthday this week, so it still works out. Perfect, it works <laughs> out. Anyway, you're he, not a failure, Nick. You're not I'm a failure. not a complete failure. So anyway, he wanted <laughs> to know if I had some suggestions, and um, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dave. You weren't the first call I made. Um, you son of a bitch. No, I I just I'm gonna be straight I up honest with you. Cannot believe that shit. No, it's, I it's I fine. reached out to a friend of the show, Graham Nolan, because I figured you know. You know, I don't blame you. He co-created Bane. He's a professional. He literally drew Detective Comics during Nightfall and Night's End and all that stuff. And I mean, he co-created Bane. You know, um, yeah. I mean, Uh, I'll take a second to that. But here's the thing: he lives in Buffalo, New York, and he smokes outside. And he's like, I can't smoke outside, so you know, he he opted to pass. You. You are a nerd. You draw. You read comics. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. you know a lot of all that and everything. You go to conventions and sell your artwork, so you, that makes you a level of professional, you know, and everything. And uh, sure. you're, you're you're still not smoking today. Nope, because it's cold as balls here, too. <laughs> 
I don't even think my heater would keep up in the shed today. I don't know. You're one of those, what, little, my buddy? Not the doll, the little, the propane buddy heater things, don't you? Yeah, it's like a propane bullet heater. Yeah, that should be able to. I mean, well, maybe. Is it one of those things where but it heats like that? Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's I'm out like here a in freaking the, uh, blowtorch. I'm out here in the Aladino Mobile Studios, uh, Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios Ice Ten of Love, and uh, I have only one window open because it is cold as hell today. Um, when I was running around earlier, my car said it was six, and that was balmy. So um, I, I was excited. But I'm out here, and I'm about to fire up a Perdomo 20th Anniversary Sun Grown. Um, Epicure, and so we're going to go ahead and get that going, and it's time to cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company, and guys, I'm trying to figure out where my camera is, camera's right there, um, guys, uh, Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company has got a nice selection of Perdomo cigars, including the 20th anniversary uh, in the uh, Sun Grown, so, you know, if you're looking to try this, you can reach out to Dan, uh, Dan Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company, because he not only services people in store but he also does mail order so if you want to support a brick and mortar shop and you're not near one you can always reach out to dan but he's got all kinds of other great cigars including the full line of aladino cigars and uh oh he's gotten in a bunch of stuff um uh well he got in a bunch of stuff i should say in like november december um it's kind of that slow period of time so you know stuff's the the replenishes are coming in but like the newer stuff you know that's on hold but you know he's got a great selection of cigars so you can always find something good over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And so, like I said, if you're in the St. Louis area, visit. If you're not, call them up and do a mail order. Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time I go ahead and cut my cigar. Dude, I'm feeling really out of practice. <laughs> yeah, that was a long-winded intro. That was long-winded, and it was stumbly and bumbly, and I'm feeling a little out of practice. Like, it's weird. Like, my brain is, like, triggering not right today so i am um, well you know yeah, that sentence alone didn't make sense my brain is triggering not right you know it's like <laughs> that didn't even really make sense but um anyway so i'm going with the perdomo here because i wanted a cigar that um i didn't have to worry about uh, given intricate flavor notes and details and all kinds of stuff about, because that's that's not what we're about today. Today we're talking nerdy stuff, and yes, and that's a go-to cigar to do that with. I want a cigar that I could just fire up and enjoy. So if anybody's yep. looking for an intricate review of the twentieth anniversary. Go online because you're probably going to find a whole bunch of them because it's not like it's a new cigar. So um, you'll be able to find them and uh, get a better one than what I can give you while we talk nerdy stuff. So, Dave, all right, right off the bat, I'm going to talk to you about my mindset going into this. And I'm taking okay, let's, and let's, for the, let's hear it. For those of you who are listening and you're like, oh, God, they're going to talk comic books the whole time. It's going to be a lot of comic book talk. So if you're not into yeah, that, like, you know, oh, whatever. These fucking dorks. But here's the thing. You might learn something. So just bear with us. Um, I uh, I don't know if I got enough off when I cut it. Um, I came into this with a mindset that at first I was thinking about just good comics, you know? 
Yeah. And then yeah. I, about mm. halfway through that list, kind of remembered, oh, yeah, this is for a 10-year-old. So I probably yep. should, like, throttle back some of the comics. And it's not that they're excessively, you know, I'm not into smut comics. I'm not into, like, super gory, bloody, violent comics or anything like that. Um, I mean, I do like some adult comic. I, you know, and when I say adult, I mean like, uh, like Sin City, for example. You know, and for those of you who maybe have never seen the Sin City comics, the Sin City movie, at least the first one, is very, very, very close to. I mean, it's almost like they filmed the comic. You know, it's it's yep. black and white and it's gritty and it's got some you know adult themes to it. You know, violence and whatever else and stuff. So, you know, it's it's uh it's close to that. But I had to throttle back my my thought process a little bit now you have children that are or at least a child right you have you have kitties in that air in that range range yep i have a 15 year old and a 10 year old so Perfect. been kind of in that in that area for a little while okay because see my kid is seven and he's not quite at the point where he is uh embracing the uh the comics yet so i don't really have anything that i can recommend from my own personal you know child experience my child's experience i have stuff from my personal child experience childhood experience and that leads to a whole different conversation we'll get to in a second so <laughs> when i googled comic book recommendations for 10 year olds it brought me to a whole lot of like manga and young yeah. adult graphic novels, which yeah, is you an can't area that anything, I totally man. don't know. Yep. So, yeah. my personal experience, my, my preference tends to lie in the standard superhero. You know, that's what I grew up with. That's what I really like. I have a few. Oh, on yeah. my, maybe have one or two on my list that are not that. But, you know, Reno, if your son is not into superheroes, then... I may not necessarily be the biggest help, but uh, but Dave, what what let let's start this out. Why don't you why don't you throw out one and I'll throw out one and we'll kind of go back and forth and talk. I made a list and okay. I don't know why, but doing this podcast with you right now is zapping the shit out of my iPad battery. Oh, it was like yeah. If you don't have your like iPad a, plugged in to the power somehow, so, so it is plugged into my board. Yeah, if you don't have the it plugged should in, be charging it. Well, that might be an issue. <laughs> yep. So okay. Um, so talk fast. <laughs> you know what? Let me just switch it up a second. Let me, okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let Dave, you know, do what he needs to do. Um, that's right. And uh, be right back. You know what? In the me in the meantime, you go ahead. You go ahead. In the meantime, um, why don't we talk about my monthly cigars? a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a variety of cigars sent to your door uh, every month. It comes in a couple of different size boxes. I get the Robusto box. Dave gets the Robusto box. That's four cigars for $30. There's also the El Presidente box, which is two of everything that's in the Robusto box, so eight cigars uh, total for $50 a month. So it's a good, it's, you know, you spend a little more to, you know, get more and or save more and so um if it, it's a good way to try out different cigars and if you're looking to do so and you want to sign up use offer called pulpit p-u-l-p-i-t it gets you free shipping on the first box and it also uh no wait i don't know you know nick i think he had an online store i don't know if he still does or not um i'll admit i don't know used to get you 20 percent off 
uh, you're purchasing the online store as well. But I know it gets free shipping on your first box of cigars from uh, my monthly cigars. So while you're over there, check out the fucking good coffee and, uh, you know, get that. We have the Daily Press, which is the pulpit blend. There's the Lounge Berlin. I just had Lounge Coffee this morning, actually. So uh, if you're doing that, check that out. It's MyMonthlyCigars.com. Are you better now, Dave? I believe so. We're going to improvise here. I switched to uh, my AirPods instead of the fancy board. Okay. That's pretty much how it's going to have to be. I don't know why it took my percentage down like 60% in the last 30 minutes. Because you know, Zoom is a monster. That's the problem. Like I have mine permanently plugged into the to the power strip while I run Zoom. Because like, otherwise, man, it'll, gotcha. it'll eat the fucking battery. Something fierce. Yeah, so, I, I thought my soundboard would be charging my iPad to keep up with that, but it's not. So mm. here we are. More troubles with technology. It's been nothing but trouble with technology here. It's with just freaking weather. The pulp I'm blaming today. it on the weather. You know, I, I will go ahead and do that. All right. So going back to the comic books. Now that we've gotten the business out of the way, MMC ads out of the way, we can move on from that. Let's go to the comic books. So. What is your okay. first? You said you made a list, so let's let's start I with your list. list. And I made a list as well, so let's start with your so, list, and then we can go. My list is probably going to be more of a generalization because mm-hmm. I I started making a list of stuff that I like and got into early, you know, Same. like Avengers West Coast and X Men. But looking back, those comics kind of look like crap. And, oh, like, dude! Printing I have, wise, like I know, I have such a nostalgia for that, though. Oh, but I again, too, man. that's me, a forty-two-year-old man, having a nostalgia for comics that came out when I was a kid. Now, what's a ten-year-old kid these days going to look at and say, like, "Holy right. shit, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. The uh, the first one I'm going to throw out, which I've read quite a few issues. Okay, and the art is fantastic. It's just always good. Is Sonic the Hedgehog? I'm so glad you put that on your list. I'm so glad because I had it. So admittedly, I ran by Barnes & Noble today to kind of look over the graphic novel section and kind of, you know, get the gears turned a little bit. And I saw it there, but I've never read it. And so because I've never read it, I didn't feel right recommending it, but I've heard good things about it, but I didn't know. So, okay. So tell us about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's just, uh, you know, good, fun writing. Mm -hmm. Nothing, you know... That kids shouldn't be reading, which there is a ton of comic books that kids should not be reading. Well, a lot of people aren't going to realize that. No, that's true. And some of them look like good old kitty comics, but they're not kid comics, you know. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and give an example of that one right now. Okay. Two of them. In fact, one of them's a super hot comic right now called Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees. Oh. Which is like an- anamorphic people, yeah. And apparently, it's about some serial killing animal in okay. this like happy-go-lucky, you know, animal world. Yeah. And the second one came out a few years ago, and was supposed to go to Netflix. I don't know if it's still going to. Called Stray Dogs, and it's about okay. a bunch of like stray dogs, and this guy is keeping them, and turns out he's a serial killer. So. Oh shit! I don't know what it is with animals and serial killers right now, but it's um, making for good comic book material. Did you see the movie Strays with the dogs uh, that yeah. talk? Yeah. Um, because at one point there was a dog in that who like revealed that his owner was like a serial killer. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know could've... what's going on. You're right. Yeah. Um, been the inspiration. I'll tell you uh, another one that's not appropriate for children. Reno, we are going off the freaking rails like right off the bat. Uh, the Unfunnies by Mark Millar. I haven't... I haven't seen Look that into one. that. That's early Mark Miller. Mark Millar, Mark Miller. I don't remember. I don't quite know how to print. Yeah, that's early Mark Miller work. And let me tell you, uh, it's fucked up, dude. It's really, <laughs> really messed up. Anyway, those are not for your kid, Reno. We're only no. saying Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, the nice thing about Sonic is that um, theoretically. You know, I don't know if your if Reno's kid plays video games or not, but that would be a nice transition from the video games to the comics. You know, you get the Sonic the Hedgehog character. Yep, probably already familiar with the characters, so yeah, so you be a great there. comic to start with. So, I uh, I'm going with my first one. I'm going with one. It's a it's oh god, I don't even know how old it is. It's probably coming up twenty years old. It may not be twenty years old, but it's coming up that if it's not. Shazam! The Monster Society of Evil by Jeff Smith. It was it was a four part uh, Shazam um, book from DC Comics. So you know, Reno, if your son is familiar with the movies at all, you know, with Zachary Levi, um, it's uh, Billy Batson. And he gets the powers of Shazam and he becomes Captain Marvel and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he fights Mr. Mind, the, the little mind uh, uh, manipulating worm that, uh, you know, whatever. Giant robots, his sister, Mary Marvel, gets powers. And it's a great, fun, good comic for kids. And the artwork in it is phenomenal. Like, I, I nice. which actually, I'm going to go ahead and give a second one real quick since we're on this subject. Um, Go for it, man. Since we're talking Jeff Smith, I mean, obviously, Bone is like a must. Oh, yeah. Bone, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Bone is like a fucking must for kids, dude. Like, honestly, this book is, it's phone book size. It's a tome. I mean, it's phone book size, but it is, it's what you would get if you had maybe like three kind of Looney Tune-ish looking characters dropped into a valley and they're having to fight like rat creatures and it's kind of lord of the rings ish and you've got princesses and there's the great annual cow race and so it's funny and and it's adventure and it's i mean seriously if your kid likes lord of the rings or is interested in any of that you know any of that kind of stuff bone is a fantastic fantastic book now i do think bone Somehow or another, I don't know why, made it onto some school band book lists or something like that. That's insane. Which is totally insane because it has won so many library awards and all kinds of other shit. So, Reno, if you're taking our recommendations and doing further research on them for your son before you go out and purchase anything, don't pay attention to what they say about Bone if it's anything negative. Bone is the one of the best books it's just B-O-N-E, Bone. And it's so great. So give Bone a chance. I agree. Yes. That's right. So Okay, so my first two, Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil by Jeff Smith. Also Bone by Jeff Smith. What else you got? Okay. There you go. So my second one is going to be really uh, an artist. 
slash writer. Oh, you're going for the creator route, like like anything yep, they've done um, kind of thing? Yep, because everything he does is geared towards kids. Okay. And I actually met the dude in Metropolis a couple years back. He's super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a big kid, basically. Okay. And uh, his name is Art Balthazar. Yes, Tiny he, Titans. He, yeah, and he actually does Itty Bitty Hellboy. Oh, nice. Which uh, is awesome. Everything okay. he does, man, is fun and, and good for children. I think he's out of Chicago. I think he lives in yeah, Chicago. He's, he's local. Yeah. <clears throat> Local-ish to me, anyway. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, without uh, Art Baltazar, you've got, like I said, Tiny Titans. You're saying Itty Bitty Hellboy. Um, he's done... <sighs> He's done a handful He's of different done a stuff. Ton of stuff. Yeah, so um, he kind of has like He's a crayon kind of kind of yeah simpler Actually, art yeah, style. He, he did a little sketch for me of Green Goblin yeah. with a crayon. Nice. In like four seconds. Nice. It's pretty fun. Nice. See. Yeah, he had, he did a Superman of Smallville run and. See, some other stuff that, too. That's exactly that's it. That's perfect stuff right there. Now, some of this stuff <laughs> I'm looking at my list and I'm like, man, I may have skewed a little old, but then again, <laughs> I, I have to also remember my first comic, I got my first comic uh in nineteen eighty eight and it was Batman number four twenty three, okay? And that comic is the one that features the Todd McFarlane cover where he's on the cliff, Batman's on the cliff and he's got the big billowing cape and he's holding the woman and it's got the red background and everything. That was my first comic. Okay. That comic is like a one and done issue. Meaning the whole story is contained in that one issue. You don't have to read any other issues. It's all in that one. And it's basically people telling stories about encountering Batman and, um, I mean, dude, like, one of them, he's, like, helping these homeless kids, and they swear they saw Batman cry, and they're like, Batman doesn't cry. And then there's, like, another story in there where it talks about uh, this guy that, like, broke into a diner and was holding the diner at gunpoint, and, like, Batman's, like, going up on the dude and, like, just rage-filled, like, coming up on this dude holding the gun on him and everything. And And so, like... I read that, and I was reading, you know, that was my first one, and I was six going on seven years old, okay? And then from there, the sky, it just, it opened up. It just, the sky was the limit, you know? I just, I was buying my comics at the at the grocery store, the magazine rack at the grocery store, you know? And um, the thing about that is I didn't have a gatekeeper telling me, oh, that's not for seven-year-olds, that's not for eight-year-olds. I mean, my parents obviously would, you know, flip through it and see if it's whatever. But, dude, it was Marvel and DC, you know, and it was what it was. And so, like, I didn't – they Marvel and DC, just kind of going along what you you and I were just talking about, comics that had mature themes to the writing but not necessarily to the imagery, like, I – I kind of had to like I learned I I encountered things that maybe my seven and eight year old six seven eight year old brain wasn't quite at the level of, but yeah. it could get there. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Stan Lee used no. to always talk about his the vocabulary that he used in his comics and how um, he would write using big words because what's the worst that would happen? The kids would go and find a dictionary and look it up, you know, right. and and. 
to my, you know, like, I think it's great. I think reading comics, it's one of those nice things kids can do. It does, you know, promote reading, promote their, their vocabulary skills and, and everything. And I just, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to aim a little higher. So, like, some of my picks are going to aim a little higher than perhaps a 10-year-old. And so the only thing I would say to Reno and anybody else that might be listening to this with the same thought in mind is maybe flip through it, read it a little bit yourself and see what you think before you give it to your kid, you know, but uh, or read it with your kid and whatever. But, you know, I mean, let's not dumb it down for the kids either. You know, I mean, let's 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 throw out some red meat along with the, the fun stuff, you know. Like, I, right. I, like Bone's a great comic, but I'll also say, you know what else is a great comic that I think would be really fun for a kid? Hawkeye by Matt Fraction. Okay. You know, have you read that? Nope, I have not. So if anybody has seen the Hawkeye show on Disney Plus or has seen anything about Hawkeye in, like, the Avengers movies, sp- but specifically that Hawkeye show on Disney Plus... It borrowed a lot from the Matt Fraction Hawkeye book. That's where you got the the tracksuit mafia guys that are calling each other bro yeah. all the time and everything. That's where you find out that Hawkeye is deaf and like read lips and has the 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 um uh hearing aids, you know, to help him hear and all that. So he's not deaf completely deaf, but he's he's very very seriously hearing impaired. And but some of the artistic things they do in that book to show you know, the, the sign language and everything. It's just, it's so good. So I think Hawkeye by Matt Fraction is an awesome read. And I don't think it would be too much for a 10-year-old, but I do think that maybe Dad should look it over before he goes and... There's nothing... I don't... There's no, like... I mean, there's some violence, but there's not, like... It, and I don't think I have anything that has like nudity or any sort of like sexual crap or anything in it. I think it's just at best violence. So yeah, I think overall, just sticking with Marvel or DC to mm-hmm. start with is you're not going to go wrong. No, I mean they don't allow anything crazy. No, it doesn't get I, super crazy at Marvel and DC because yeah. they're owned by freaking Disney and Warner Brothers. They're not going to go That's out right. on a limb and like you know have Batman go and like shoot up a old folks home or anything wacky like that. I mean, That's like right. they're going to keep it pretty tame. So, cause these are billion dollar brands that they don't want to, you know, fuck up. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. So I've so far thrown out like three, I've thrown out Hawkeye by Matt fraction, Shazam, the monster society of evil and bone. You've thrown out, uh, Art Baltazar, anything by him, which would, like you said, itty bitty Hellboy, Tiny Titans, you know, anything by him, and then um, Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'll yeah, let you, you go again. I'll let you, you go again, okay. so we can we can keep up. All right. The next one I'm gonna throw out there is kind of it was a surprise to me as well. Like I, I, I was old enough to to not hit the demographic, you know, point. At this time in my life, but it was Power Rangers. Yeah, you know, that I, was not something I ever got into, but okay. I know, me neither. Um, but a couple of years ago, like I have a friend that's way into that, and he was recommending Power Rangers comics to the kids and stuff. And so I started buying them because they actually had shiny covers for a while. Oh. Like the helmets were all shiny and they were really pretty covers. Okay. But uh, I started buying them and then I started reading them. 
and man, they are so good, dude. Okay. Like, uh, the, the boom studios run when they started in like 2000, whatever, 17 or 18, uh-huh. it was pretty freaking solid. And the artwork is stellar and it was great all the way up until they split into two titles, which I did not continue following after that. Cause it's just too much to care about. Yeah. But, Oh, I get that. Which, oh, yeah, everything I'm Rangers recommending, to... by the way, comes in like a trade paperback. I'm not necessarily yeah. like saying go out and buy single yeah. issues. So Me too. Um, yeah, there's really no point in that for a kid. Not really. Just maybe to see if, you know, they like it or something. Yeah. But as far as reading, you know, there's so many options nowadays. And Reno, Free Comic Book Day is always the first Saturday in May. So if you go yep. to like your local comic book shop, they will have a variety of titles available on it, typically on a table that you can go through and they may tell you to take one of whatever you want. They may tell you to take up to three. I mean, there might be limits of some sort, but like you should be able to go into any local comic book shop on uh, the first Saturday in May and get anywhere between one and a whole stack of free comic books. Yeah, should be able to. Should be if able they're to. a respectable store. Yes. And I'm actually going to give my local store a shout out for that, which is Fox Comics and Games in Marion, Illinois. Um, that That's where I learned about Free Comic Book Day, like probably close to 10 years ago now when I started buying again. Like we went in there, I went with a buddy. I feel And like- it, was, it was just a sea of comic books. Yeah. Like he orders a stack of every single issue available. And the only thing he asks is don't take anything. You're not going to read. There you go. I like that. And yeah, they have it separated like young readers, like normal everyday readers and the church. So you don't get anything that you don't want to get. There you go. Um, Well, if we're throwing out shout outs to, to local shops, then uh, I guess I should also throw out a shout out to the guys over at Comic Headquarters uh, off of Telegraph in South County, um, Missouri, like South County, uh, St. Louis, you know, South St. Louis County, I should say. Um, And those guys, actually, the owner there, um, he does a show called, a podcast called uh, The Two Worlds Podcast, T-O-W, world's podcast and every week he and his buddy get on there and they talk about what they've been reading that week and whatever they give their opinions you know i know them so i i listen to the i don't necessarily take their opinions to heart you know it might be they may like not like something that i like and whatever it's kind of like a cigar podcast you know it's like i might tell you that you know gurkha sucks but you might like gurkha so hey go for it you know whatever but anyway um but no since we're shouting out local stores i figured screw it i'll do that yeah might as well okay okay um okay so i talked about free comic book day in there where what did uh what did you did you throw out a third one i can't remember now i'm sorry yeah, power Rangers. power range that's right i was gonna bring up the fact did you see that there's gonna be a sequel to godzilla versus power rangers uh i did read that today actually there you go and yeah i have not read that series but man, um, there there was a the Turtles Power Rangers crossover was great. The Godzilla um, one they have the the paperback up at uh, the Fairview Barnes and Noble. They had two copies of. Actually, it. Actually, uh, I think it's free, 
on Prime. Oh, there yeah, you yeah, go. Prime. I think it is. Somebody else <laughs> yeah. was telling me that they were reading it oh. the other day. Well, there you go. Which is also a great deal nowadays, man. We have all these fancy apps that you can read all this. So stuff I on. have on my list Marvel Unlimited and DC. Um, what is it? Direct D- DC. No, it's uh, DC Universe. Marvel Unlimited yeah, DC. and DC Universe. Dude, you can subscribe to both of those, and they, I think, either have monthly costs or an annual cost, it, it depending on how you want to pay. And, like, you do that, like, if you have an iPad, I mean, even if your kid has an iPhone or a, a, a smartphone, you know, that's fine. I personally prefer it on a pad, so it's a little bigger, but, you know, yep. I have bad eyes. And uh, anyway, you Me too. there you go. But, uh, you know, you could subscribe to those. I subscribe to both of them. And, dude, they have so much content available. It's it's basically um, an annual pass to open up and read for all intents and purposes, mostly whatever you want that Marvel or DC has put out in the last like, I don't know, you know, nearly 100 years of combined. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. So, yeah. You can, and it's not necessarily current. Like the stuff, the 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 new issues that I think Marvel's what six months behind. Six months, yeah. Six months behind DC. If you do like their Ultra Plan, I think it's only like a week behind. If you do the Ultra Plan, um, I haven't had DC in years. Yeah, I need to get back on that. But that's the thing. I mean, like you know, if your kid's into the into reading digitally. Those might be good uses of cash, and it op- and then it opens him up to everything. I mean, he has access to, to everything at that point. So, yep. Um, anyway, all right. So I'll let you go again. Okay, I'll go again. Why not? Um, I'm just going to say, like, anything Spider-Man. Like, I, I haven't ever read, like, a too mature <laughs> Spider-Man story. I can't say that. Well, uh, oh, no, 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 no. There was that one. It was a uh, Spider-Man, like, I think it's Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Um, it was basically the Dark Knight Returns version of Spider-Man. That was the one when they oh, okay. revealed that uh, Mary Jane had died after uh, uh, she died of radiation poisoning from encountering his uh, radioactively charged jism. Uh, all those years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Steer clear of that one. Yeah. Steer clear of that one, buddy. <laughs> but otherwise, um, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man. Um, I, I enjoy most of the Spider-Verse stuff that I've read. Yeah. That's it's true. Those, the, like, the new movies have come out, you know, you got the Miles Morales character that's out there and everything. Yeah. Miles Morales is probably my favorite character created in the last 20 years. Yeah. I, it's gotta be. It's pretty awesome. I love the movies. Love the comics that I've read. Now, see, this is where Good I'm going to come across as the old man. Because I have Spider-Man on my list. But I specifically have the Spider-Man by Lee Ditko, which is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 through number 38. And then Lee and John Romita, which is 39 through 95. So I have the first 95 issues of Spider-Man on my list. Um, but, dude, that's like where... Oh, so much good stuff is introduced. I mean, yeah. So that would that, be good reading material to go back to. Maybe I would agree with that because that's the thing. That's one of those things where a ten-year-old might be a twenty. A ten-year-old in twenty twenty-four might not engage the same way 
with a comic that was produced in the 60s as somebody older would. So, yeah. Which, along those lines... I I even struggle myself with some of the older stuff. Dude, well... I I mean, I I appreciate it and I love it, but it's kind of hard to read. While we're on that (laughs) subject, the next one I want to bring up is The Fantastic Four by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. That's issues 1 through 102. But I specifically want to call out the Galactus trilogy, which is issues 48 through 50. That's where Silver Surfer is introduced and Galactus and the Watcher are both introduced. I mean, it's like, you know, that's a huge storyline for Marvel history. But yeah, I mean, that came out in like, what, the 60, uh, early 60s, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's it. And going back to the very beginning of the Fantastic Four, like one and two and like the early issues before I think they got their costumes, I think, in issue three. Um, Issue five is when Dr. Doom was introduced. But I mean, like, it's rough. Those early ones are uh, for a, a person of this time. You know, it's rough to go back and read those sometimes. And so, um yeah, it's 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 different, but uh, but I will say there's a historical importance with those early those first hundred issues of Fantastic Four, not just because you know the Lee Kirby run is one of the longest ones that went on, but also, um, dude, there's so much Marvel Universe stuff that was introduced in those hundred hundred issues that other writers and artists have come along, picked up and ran with and like fleshed out and created like black Panther and Wakanda was introduced in the, in the fantastic four. The inhumans were introduced in the fantastic four name where the submariner came back from, from, you know, world war two in, in, in the fantastic four, you know, Dr. Doom and Nile. I mean, there's so much that came out. So many of the cosmic characters came out in the fantastic four. I mean, it's, Oh yeah. It was like the place to like it was it was the foundation it was totally the foundation of everything marvel spru- sprung out yep. of the fantastic four so you, you know correct. it's one of, it, it has a place in history so anyway that, that that's anyway that, those are my two marvel historic ones i'm checking them off as yes, a joke, that, was, by the way. that was a good nerd rant okay Nick, that was a very very good nerd rant oh yeah that, that may be something to go back to it yeah <laughs> If they become interested in comics, you know that's all must-read stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you're looking, get them hooked first. If you're looking for a contemporary Fantastic Four, anything written by Mark Wade and drawn by uh, Mike. Uh, oh fuck! I'm gonna butcher his life. It's like uh, Wiendo. It's like I think it's W I E N D O. Uh, he goes by, he signs his art or he signed his art Ringo. Mike Waringo? Why Ringo? I don't know. Anyway, um he uh, the it, those are from the probably early two thousands. Fantastic. Fantastic run of uh, of uh Fantastic Four. Like amazing nice. comics. So yeah, the Mark Wade uh Fantastic Four and the Mark Wade Daredevil um that he did with uh chris samney i think it was chris samney um yeah, that or, was maybe, good. or maybe that was uh was that black widow that he did with chris samney i don't know mark wade did a run of daredevil that was freaking amazing too so anyway sorry that's my mark, mark wade endorsement so <laughs> okay. okay well the next one i'm gonna throw out there is you really just have to buy this one in like omnibus or trade paper form 
or digital is uh, The Wizard of Oz by Scotty Young. Is pretty incredible run of comics. And it's kind of what got me back into comics is I love The Wizard of Oz, not necessarily the the movie everybody knows, but the actual original story. Because that comic's and, based off of the novel, the like story, not necessarily the yes, movie. Yes, it's the kind movie. of like a hybrid. It's kind of a hybrid of both. It's okay. more of a fun, easygoing story, mm-hmm. uh, but it, a lot of it's based in the original book lore. Very good, very good. Art's fantastic, of course, because he's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't like his baby stuff as much. Oh, see, I like his before baby Before he was Marvel doing the baby stuff. stuff. I mean, it's cool <laughs> and all, but yeah, but I like that whole period of, of when he was doing Oz. Like, There's a guy really who did a book called Mini Marvels, and... It's it's like miniature. It looks like miniature cartoony versions of the Marvel superheroes, and he actually is one of the creators and I guess designer or whatever of uh, there's a show on a cartoon show on PBS called Xavier Riddle and the Secret Museum or something like that, and he but he uh, in a previous work life prior to doing this cartoon on PBS, uh, he did uh, mini Marvels and that was a really good book. Cool. I really like that a lot. He also did like it was like Franklin Richards. He had a Franklin <clears throat> Richards book uh, that was kind of drawn the same way. That was really fun too. Which nice. Franklin Richards, for those of you who don't know, is the son of Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> anyway, yeah, nerd it alert all goes back to the Fantastic Four. It does. It does. Oh, goodness. I feel like I should be doing this in my uh, comic book guy voice. You know, being please don't do okay. that. Oh, really? Do not do that. You don't want me to do that. Just me. No. no. Like this next one, I could just be like, so the next book on my list is The Life and Times of Uncle Scrooge. It's actually The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Have you ever read this? No, but I would. Fuck, dude. The Life and Times of Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. It is amazing. You can get it. I think it, I have a hardcover version, uh, a copy. It's one tome. You can get it on Amazon. Um, it is everything that DuckTales is based on, dude. It is like, oh, it sweet. is it is the life of Uncle Scrooge. It talks about him going to the Yukon and painting for gold and how he gets his fortune and all this kind of wacky shit. It is so, the, like, honestly, if anybody wants to read some really quality comics, the Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck, like Don Rosa... And a couple, who was the other artist? Don Rosa is the one that pops to mind. Uh, comics. The Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge books are awesome. Like, they're so fun. And they're they're good for kids, but they're full of adventure, full of fun. There's some really, like, <laughs> some really good, like, little adult jabs that kind of come in there, too. I mean, like, it's they're good comics. Nice. They're really, really good. But, yes, The Life and Times of, of Scrooge McDuck is an amazing, amazing book. Sweet. You got anything I'll have else? to check that out, man. I need to borrow that from you if you don't mind. And read. Well, it's in my storage unit, but I'm sure I can find it. Well, one of these years, maybe. Yeah, I know. When we get through all that. We're going to have to, like... Or dig, if you find it for sale anywhere, dig through, that. Dig through the storage unit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's next on my list? Oh. Um... So I'm going to start going a little more mature, if if 
That's fine. You know, uh, if you're comfortable with your kid, that's why I'm, like I'm reading a, a yeah, like younger teen type stuff. Okay, um, that's good because I'm kind I of at that really, point myself. Yeah, I really, really like Lock and Key. It's freaking awesome. It's an awesome story. I've never for read anyone. that. Did they? Did they ever do the Netflix show? Oh yeah, dude. It's I haven't great. seen it. Okay, so that's that's a show oh, on Netflix. Oh my god, dude. You gotta watch that today. Like, just <laughs> oh, watch it. No, it's really good. Okay. They did two or three seasons. I think they did really? two seasons. Yeah, it's super good, and the book's even better. All right. You know I mean? Well, it's just awesome. I'll have to add that to my viewing list. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a little bit of more scary vibe to it. Yeah. Kind of creepy, but nothing, you know, crazy. Okay. I would let my kid read it. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, if he watched the show. I don't know if that says anything, show. though, Dave. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, cool. I'll have to look at that because I, I didn't even know about that. So, um, yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, my next three are probably um, younger teen kind of right on that line. You know, it's that it's that right on that line. Check to see how what your comfort level is with it. But we can go from there. But my first one in that is Batman the Long Halloween. If there's a Batman book that I would recommend to yeah. damn near anybody, it's Batman the Long Halloween. Twelve issues. The whole concept is there's a serial, there's a killer who's going after um, at, at mobsters, and he always strikes on the holiday of the various month. And he's actually the holiday killer. And so every month, you know, each issue is themed around the ho- the specific holiday of that month, and the killer strikes on that month. And I mean, it's Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, some of the best artwork you can you can come up with, and it features practically every Batman villain of any notable you know inclusion in it. Um, it's it's just great. It's just a great whodunit kind of mystery story. And so yeah, Batman: The Long Halloween. I highly recommend that. Yep, it's a good one. I'm not even a Tim Sale fan. Oh, really. I love Tim Sale. I was but, so uh, sad when he passed away. He's very stylized. Yeah, like I appreciate his artwork more now mm-hmm. than I did when that came out. But that is a really good story. Good stuff, man. I liked it a lot better. Good there stuff. is a sequel called Dark Victory, where they introduce Robin. I'm not as big of a fan of that. But uh, yeah, I but, never read that. But the Long Halloween is really, really good. Sweet. Okay, what's next on my list? So, I'll throw out one that's not on my list that I really enjoyed. Um, not on your was list. Was the Teen T- Yeah, the Teen Titans from like two thousand four ish when they started Jeff over Johns. On, with number one. Yep, yep, Jeff Johns. That was a super solid. The only story. thing, the only thing that I would say about that is that I feel like relatively early on that kind of got mired down in all the like infinite crisis and the big crossover shit, and that's kind of the big yeah. problem that I have with Marvel and DC, especially these days when they're doing crossovers like every three months they've got a company line crossover, where like it's hard to get momentum for stories when suddenly the book has to somehow tie into whatever giant company-wide crossover stories going on. Yeah, I think that was Identity Crisis was going on then. Yeah, and then it was... Which was also a great, great run of comics. It is. That one got a little dark. Yeah, 
got that, a little dark. That but. one I probably wouldn't recommend to a ten year old. The whole Doctor Light thing no. with uh, yeah. uh, uh, elongated man's wife. That that that. Yeah, got, you know. That got kind of dark. A little little rapey, but you know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, oh, but uh, no, but you're right. I mean, Teen Titans was a good book. Now, along those lines. Again, you may have a situation where a kid in 2024 doesn't really resonate with it as well as a kid in, like, let's say the 80s. But the Wolfman Perez New Teen Titans run, um, oh, where, yeah. where Cyborg and, and Raven and, were, and uh, was it, and Starfire, too. They were all introduced in that book, yeah. I think. I mean, yep. dude, that's a freaking. That book was rivaling the X Men in sales for a long, long time. I oh, mean, yeah. Like, that was a big deal book. So, you know, and that's where so much Titans, you know, stuff comes from, like Deathstroke and all that. So, I mean, that's that that's a big damn book. Thank you. So I need that book. <laughs> I've got the first Omnibus. I don't think I have any others. But... I need first Deathstroke. Oh, I need that one in yeah. my collection. That's, is that two happen. or three? It's, it's, it's early. Know. but um, So my next one remember. is uh, the first trade of JLA from the uh, Grant Morrison run. And this is the one. It's called New World Order. Barnes & Noble has it. Apparently DC Busted just put it out as like a DC Essentials trade. So it's like the first thing. And this is like the Justice League. All right. So you got Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, Flash, um, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter. And this is the one where the White Martians come to Earth and uh, are planning their invasion, and the JLA have to take down the White Martians. And this book has one of Heck the yeah. coolest Batman scenes ever. Like, these White Martians have him all surrounded, and they think that they've got him, and all he has to do is break out a book of matches because the Martians don't like fire, and he just goes nuts. And it's like, this is <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever, man. I'm getting a little... It could be the fact that it's zero degrees out right now, but I'm getting a little goose pimples thinking about <laughs> it. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, so no. JLA, New World Order. If you want a good Justice League story... I mean, if you go from there, it gets wacky. But, but that... that book the the new world order that one that's a good good book yes exactly that it? specific book yeah i'm not doing okay. it again <laughs> all right anyway um caught me off guard there i was like what? what's yeah. going on here <laughs> oh shit so i have one more on my all list right. for the full recommendations and i have three that are like for older like slightly older recommendations but but you can go ahead okay all right. Um, and if you have more, so then since, feel free to throw out uh, more. So I just throw down a whole bunch of crap. All right. Dude. All right. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say IDW, the publishing company, in general, have a lot of great comic books for, for older, like small kids and like young teenagers, all the way up through teenage. Like uh, they, they pick up all the properties that i loved when i was a kid like turtles and they're doing a ton with transformers and gi joe now gi joe and transformers are over there with uh image there was skybound they they are now yeah they just started all that so if anybody's into gi joe or transformers like it's a good time to jump in on that yep but uh the whole idw run of all that stuff is great Uh, and they're re-releasing softback 
like trades to cover all of it. They're they're doing turtles right now, mm. so that'd be a good time to jump in there and start from the first one. Um, they're like twenty twenty five bucks for like six to ten issues collected. So I will say their new Star Trek stuff they've been putting out is amazing. It looks really good. It, I bought all of it, dude. It is so good, so Sweet. good. Um, but yeah, so no, I've been, I've been digging that. Um, so my last one for my main list, and then after that, I'll let you go crazy and then I'll come back to like my, uh, mm-hmm. older recommendation, you know, like slightly more mature recommendation, not mature, but more mature than a 10 year old recommendations. My last one is the uncanny X-Men specifically the ones done by Chris Claremont Dave Cockrum and John Byrne. So I would say start with Giant Size X-Men number one and then Uncanny X-Men 94 through 143. You're going to be able to find all that reprinted in about 18 different ways. Um, just, you know, when you're looking at, you know, if, if you're on Amazon or you're at a bookstore or something like that and you're looking, just look for the creators. You're wanting Chris Claremont, Dave Cockrum, or John Byrne. Cockrum and Byrne do the art. Chris Claremont writes it, so you want you want Claremont with either Cockrum or uh, or Byrne, but this is like quintessential. This is everything X Men. This is this is like oh, yeah. quintessential X Men. This is the Dark Phoenix saga. This is Hellfire Club. This is Sentinels. This is Savage Land. This is Fighting Magneto. This is this is everything the '90s X Men cartoon was based on. Um, you know, this is this is everything. When you if you're an, a person who's Anything about X-Men, you're probably thinking about something that came from these comics. So, oh, yeah. Like, Definitely so. This, this is like the X-Men comic run to get. So that's that's oh, yeah. my X-Men recommendation. Yeah. Uh, one of mine was also an X-Men like crossover story, Extinction of Jinda. Mm-hmm. That was the one that really got me into X-Men. Mm-hmm. Like that whole little period there. Because I would see those on the shelf at the grocery store. I mean, like, man, a, those guys look cool. That's a little later than than what I was, yeah. you know, talking about. Yeah, that it's come, later. That that's more in the nineties. Um, yeah, but uh, but I remember that. Now, were those those are the ones that were all polybagged up and everything with the cards? Um, no, I'm thinking Executioner's no. Song. Never mind. Yeah, that's Executioner's yeah. Song. Yep, yep, yep. I did not enjoy Sorry. that one as much. But. Okay. All right. That's okay. No, Extinction Agenda was like 88, 89-ish. Yeah, that's what Cable was all, like New Mutants was in that and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Next Factor. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a little later than what I'm talking about. You need If you focus just in the giant size X-Men to Uncanny X-Men 143, that's the last issue John Byrne, you know, did the artwork for. Um, Amazing stuff. And it is from the 70s. But whole it, it, but that one, way more so than any of the other X or, uh, Marvel books. That one reads contemporary even today. You sit down and you read that today. That doesn't read like a book from the seventies. I mean, some of the the no. clothing and the hair might seem a little seventies ish, but uh, you know, but full circle though. It'll, it'll come back in the style. That's true. I was gonna say, already. for all I know, it's all in fashion, you know. But uh, yep. anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I see but, mullets everywhere. Oh God, who in the world thought a mullet was a good idea? I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know, man. You'll never pull it off, but nope. I mean, I nope. could. I don't want to, but I could. I could do a skullet. There you go. I could just grow a real long on the side. You need to grow a rat tail. Just be bald no. with a rat tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could braid it. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. You know, flip it over I your saw shoulder. I with a rat tail like two weeks ago at <laughs> oh, a store. It's like God. a foot long. Ah, oh, gross. Gross. Any, why would anybody want a hairstyle that's named after a, a like a disease-carrying <laughs> rodent? You know, it's like, oh, oh man, know, man, I'm cool because I got a freaking rat tail. It's like, oh, God. Ugh. Horrible. All right. So what else have you got on the list? Um, uh, I got one. Well, I wrote down just random things, but one more that I want to revisit that I enjoyed for the short time that I read it was uh, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. (laughs) I remember that book, actually. It was really freaking good, man. I remember that book. I want to finish it. I I bought like the first 10 issues or something. Yeah. Really went on for a while. They did a lot of uh, they did that. They did a uh, a Flintstones book that was more like real to life there for a bit too. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I think there was a Snagglepuss. It was either a one shot or a series or mini series, but he was like this gay cat who like ran a theater. I mean, I'm not even joking, dude. Like, okay. like he was he was. Snagglepuss was a homosexual in this book. It was like, what the well, hell I mean, is going on? But yeah, it kind of tracks. It, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Scooby Doo Apocalypse, huh? Now I've yeah, heard actually. I, I check it out for a ten-year-old, like maybe maybe slightly younger than a ten-year-old. This might this might skew a little young uh, for a ten-year-old. But um, there's a new book. It's like Batman and Scooby Doo. Where they team yeah. up and do stuff and everything, and I, I hear that. that's really good, actually. I heard that as well. So you know, for what it's worth, if you're if you have a younger child who's interested in this kind of stuff, maybe look into the Batman Scooby Doo book. Heck yeah, there you go. Yeah, where else you got? I'm going to. Um, I'm kind of looking around now to see if. All right. Well, let me let me throw out a couple or one of mine. So, um, you mentioned the turtles earlier. This one skews a little older, but there's a video game that's been in development that's going to be coming out on this, and it's a relatively new property for the turtles. But it's it's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin. Oh yeah, man! Amazing, Badass. amazing story. Um, yep. And I'll just give the little elevator pitch. Basically, it's in the future. And all of the turtles and Master Splinter, all the turtles except one and Master Splinter are dead. And there's only one turtle left. And he's basically an old guy. And he's going on like a suicide mission to take down the bad guys. And it's cool because, like, you don't even know which turtle it is for the longest time. Like, until the end of the first issue. End of the first (laughs) issue, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. At the end of the first issue, you find out. And I was in denial when when I got to that point. Like, nah. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that. It works out. I didn't think it'd be that one, but that's okay. The point, the point, but he's using like all their weapons and everything. So like for long for the for that first issue, you have no idea who you're reading about. It's just a turtle, and but but they've continued on. They've done like 
last run in the lost years and i think they're doing like a spin-off thing from it and whatever but uh but no if you're looking for like turtles but you don't want just standard like you know turtles you want something a little bit more the last ronin is really good yep that was believe it or not that's what i looked over at nice right before you said that and i just got the lost years uh hard cover Mm. i have not read that yet though i I hear good things i haven't read that one uh i saw it at barnes and noble today and uh I just didn't really feel like spending the money on that. Um, you know, I uh, learned something recently that Target is carrying a lot of trade paperback stuff. Really? And, yeah, like Amazon prices. Really? Like, I haven't. That was 20, I haven't that was been by bucks at Target. I haven't been by Target to, or I haven't looked at the book section in Target. I guess I should say. Yeah, man, they're that. starting to get a lot of stuff. Interesting. Cool. I'll have to give that a look. See. Yeah, because all their st- all their books are like thirty percent off normally. Yeah, at Target. So, huh. I mean, they're going to be a lot of prices out there. I'll be damned. I had no idea. Yeah. What else you got? I got two more. So, um, I can go again, or you can throw something out, or I can go again while go you go for look. it, man. All right. So along those same lines, Daredevil by Frank Miller. Uh from the oh. <laughs> from the early eighties. Um. Not appropriate for a ten-year-old. Um, no, but I think a fifteen-year-old would think that's just bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is like badassery right there. I mean, you got Daredevil, you got Bullseye, you got ninjas. That's where Kingpin became like you know. Well, that's the, I mean, Frank Miller turned Kingpin into the the villain that he is. I mean, he was a joke before that, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, Daredevil by Frank Miller. That is like one of the runs that, like, when you talk about classic comic books, that's that's one of them right there. And you can find that in all sorts of collections. Marvel's done a real good job of making sure that the Frank Miller Daredevil stuff's available. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I would say one for a small child would be the Watchmen. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, Not I don't really. I don't that's, believe that at all, complete, actually. Yeah. No, that's, Hell, that's a, that's I know that's... grown-ass adults that struggle to get through the Watchmen, quite frankly. <laughs> no, um, I am going to say uh, a run I read a few years ago was Middle West. That was very good. Mm. It's it's pretty awesome. They had a collection, like an omnibus collection of that at Barnes and Noble today, and I I oh I need to pick that up. It's a one one a done in one sec uh, book, and uh, I didn't know what it was. What is that about? Um, so it's been a few years since I read it. So quick elevator. I think this kid's looking for his father or something along those lines. Okay, and uh, it's kind of a. It kind of reminds me of Wizard of Oz. Um, so he meets this fox, and the fox is kind of guiding him on his journey to find whatever a, he's out to There find. was a kid and a fox on the cover of this book. Yeah. So, okay, so we're yeah, talking about the right book. So, Yeah, it's a pretty fantastical story. It's good stuff. Okay. I need to reread it. Okay, very cool. I've uh, gotten to probably about the middle point of my Perdomo 20th anniversary sungrown, uh, just for those of you who are tuning in for cigars and not comic books. And uh, 
I mean, I don't know what else to say other than it's a really great cigar. It's very, uh, it, it, the draw on it's fantastic. Construction on it's fantastic. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's one of those ones that I can smoke and just enjoy and not have to worry necessarily about anything with it. Um, it's uh, got Nicaraguan tobacco, so it's got a little bit of spice to it, but not a ton. And just all in all, just a fantastic cigar. So anyway, there's my cigar portion. There you go. Okay. It is a great cigar. So, okay, I love so that cigar. I've got one more on my list before I'm, I'm through. And along those same lines, and it goes right in with the Frank Miller Daredevil stuff, Batman Year One. Oh, yeah. That's, Batman that's Year awesome. One is four issues you should be able to easily find that dc keeps that out there it's basically the origin the expanded origin of batman as told by frank miller and the only reason that i say it probably skews a little older um is because um there's some themes to it that i don't know, like like catwoman's technically a streetwalker uh in the very beginning um <laughs> You never see, again, like we said, you don't see anything. You don't know. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you're just going to be like, oh, she lives out on the street. It's a rough part of town. But, you know, it's like you're not going to know. But the cops, they're not fans of Batman in the beginning. So, I mean, there's that and whatever. But it's basically Batman going up against the the mafia and just getting, you know, his early, early days going. And uh, super awesome book. Amazing artwork, just just a great book. Oh yeah. Um, but I'd say that maybe that would be more of a twelve to thirteen. You know, maybe not so much a ten. But maybe it a ten. Just depends I mean, on the you kid. know what? I'm gonna say it. It that's the thing. It all depends on the kid. Maybe your kid's a really mature ten year old, and you want to be like, hey, you want to learn about Batman's origin? Here you go. I mean, it came yeah. out in the Batman book in the '80s, so I mean, it's not like it was like a segregated thing for adults when it came out. I mean, it literally was in the main Batman story or book. So, I mean, screw it. You know, if that's something that you're comfortable with, go for it. I thought of one more I'm going to put out there. And it's kind of, you're going to have to read it first probably and and, and enjoy it. It It's just a hilarious story. Um, is I hate Fairyland. You know, I was gonna bring that up earlier when you were talking about Scotty Young. Yeah, and I didn't. Max loves that comic because I've never loves read it. it, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's it. So good. Like, there's two versions. There's like, I hate Fairyland, and then there's fuck Fairyland. Oh god, just full blown, like <laughs> saying all the cuss words and everything, but like. The, the idea is and she's in fairyland and she's not allowed to cuss and stuff so um, when she tries to it's like muffin fluffer and stuff so it kind of depends on how mature your kid is and everything but okay it's, it's a great read okay uh, I like it a lot and she's super violent isn't she the main oh character? yeah it's it's very violent yeah but you know is it cartoony violence or is it just blood everywhere kind of violence cartoony Blood everywhere. Oh, so it's a mix. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. So. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that uh, that I'm missing. I know there's stuff. I know there's stuff that I'm missing. Oh, yeah. Um, I know there's a ton of stuff I'm missing. 
I'm looking up a book right now. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a comic about a monkey in space. Um. Oh God. No, um, oddly enough, you're not narrowing that down. No, I'm not. Uh, here it is. First in space. It's on Amazon. It's by a guy named Jim Vining, James Vining, V-I-N-N-I-N-G. Um, and it's all about uh, ham, which was the chimpanzee that the Americans trained for the first suborbital flight. And it's the true story of ham, uh, this chimpanzee that we launched into space to, to be part of the space oh. program. And it's told primarily through uh, ham's eyes. And it's got anecdotal information about this time in uh, America's conquest of space. So if maybe you're looking for a true-to-life um, uh, book about space and, uh, you know, like a history thing and talk all about the, the important contributions that our, that our chimpanzee brethren, you know, gave, then, uh, you know, you can learn all about it in First in Space. And actually, I'm on Amazon right now. You can buy the paperback. If you buy a used version of the paperback, you can get it for literally a dollar ninety nine. Week. So fantastic book. I remember that. Oh yeah. Holy shit. I think I read that two thousand eight, maybe. Wow. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So I mean it's been a while, but it's a good book. Well there's there's a newer one about I'm not exactly sure what all it's about, but a monkey in space is the gist of the story, but a, a primordial is the name of it. It's a couple years old, and uh, I want to check that out. But I'm doubting that that's for kids. Probably not. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to say it's like the Russians shoot up the first chimpanzee into space. They did it with a dog. There's a book actually yeah, about that dog. Like it's like that. Latka, I think, is the name of the dog that the Russian yeah. they they had like a stray that they you know trained and shot up into space, and uh, that's a sad story. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, I don't th- I don't think anything really went well for any of our our animal friends that went up into space, but I no. I can't remember how first in space ended that may have been sad as well now that i think about it um (laughs) if it is sorry 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 you know it's true to life i mean it happened there you go you know but uh yeah he he gave his gave his life for american exploration into space um anyway um well cool this has been fun i've liked this this is fun man this is fun all right well now let's let's do this now It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villager. Villager Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. It is so flipping cold in this tent, even with that heater. I mean, like... I bet, dude. I don't know how you're doing it. Well, it's not so bad. It's just that, like, 
I can't get my feet warm. And like my feet are right by the the thing, but it's my toes. My toe it's not so much the whole foot, just my toes. That might be the diet. Yeah, you should look into some of the click flooring. That might be the diet. Like for garages. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't have diet. Uh, it has an air pocket in it. And, yeah. You know, that might help you out. Mm. I've thought about that. I Gervais does flooring in his tent, and I have never put the first year that I had this, I had it on my deck at my old house, and I put a painter's tent uh, tarp down, and that blocked the air from coming in from underneath the slats. Yeah. But I wasn't directly on the ground. I was on a de- uh, raised deck, and that helped a lot, I think. Since then, I've been on the concrete slab of my driveway, and I oh. don't put anything down, and I think that's the problem. I think I need to get a mat or something anything that I, anything that i can put down where my feet are at because i'm right now my feet are just on the driveway you know and yeah uh, it's cold as f but anyway um so villager entertainment report what have you been watching oh man this is the I've recommendation show of... this is fun <laughs> yes so there's there's quite a few things we've been watching actually now that the season is upon us mm-hmm uh, this kind of goes along with the, the kid aspect, you okay. know? Um, so we just finished the Goosebumps series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. And it was freaking awesome. Cool. We loved it. Like, it was, it's a little older. Like, my 10-year-old watched it, and I'm sure, you know, this is like everyday life now, but, you know, what, what for us might have been... You know, a little too much is probably not for kids nowadays. Yeah. In some of those aspects, you know what I'm talking about. I but, but, dude, Justin Long's in it. Okay. And he's fantastic. Did and he get turned into a kids, walrus? Not this time. Okay, that's good. No, but, dude, it is. So he got over it, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, he recovered. He recovered from the walrus incident. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, go but, check out Tusk no, if a... you guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's a movie, yes. Tusk. <laughs> you probably don't need to check out Tusk. I mean, you could. But maybe. I think you might be, like it. I think it'd be funny as <laughs> yeah, shit. You could. A bunch of people checking out Tusk, yeah. and they're like, what is wrong with Miller? <laughs> yeah. That's a rough one, man. Yeah. And I'm a Kevin Smith fan. No, Dude, I had no idea what I was getting into going into that movie, and it did not... <laughs> It just went all kinds of play, and then freaking what's his name, uh, Johnny Depp's in it, and I'm like, is that Johnny Depp? And it's like, holy crap! I mean, yeah. it that was a weird <laughs> movie. Anyway, yes. So oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That was my Justin Long diversion. That's okay. <laughs> yep. No, that that was that show was very good. Okay. Like it a lot. And uh, another new one we have started and finished the first season of is uh, Poker Face. Oh, that's freaking um, good. Groffalo, Dave Groffalo was talking about that and how much he really yeah. liked that show. That's good shit. I can't wait till the next season. That's got that comedian, that stuff. redheaded comedian lady, right? She's from American Pie. I think. I think so. Yes, yes. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's where I know her from. One of those movies. Okay. Know. Either American Pie or Road Trip or something like that. I think it was American Pie. I think she was the uh, uh, one of I'm the pretty sure one of the friends. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw Road Trip was actually trending on, was it HBO Max or Netflix? One of the it was in the top ten movies being watched at the time. I was like, oh, I was wow. like Road Trip. <laughs> anyway. I need to need to have my fifteen year old watch that. It was awesome. Oh dude. god, 
I liked that movie a lot. The freaking <laughs> he, comes, he sends back the French toast, and the guy just defiles that French toast. Goes, mm, it's good. <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! <clears throat> um, I watched. Um, I I I I've watched a couple of things lately. I but uh, I want to start with. Um, I was laying in bed the other night, and uh, I. You know, I just wanted a movie on. I didn't want anything specific. And I ended up turning on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dude, I haven't watched that in so long. It's such a ridiculous movie. But it was a lot of fun to revisit Bill and Ted's. It's like, you know, something strange is afoot at the Circle K, you know. Or strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I just, That's awesome. And I've got Circle K's all around here, so I say that all the damn time. Like, strange things are afoot of the Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's a lot. Yeah, I watched some docuseries on Netflix, and I was trying to find the name of it. I yeah. don't remember what it was. It's like uh, about the... They took a bunch of sets of twins... Okay. And they like split them. It was like 21 sets of twins and they split them. One would eat vegan and one would eat omnivore diet. Okay. And like to see what the true effects would be in changing a diet just because people change. Well, then so that would be a good way of doing another. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, man, I watched all four episodes like in a row. So are you going it, vegan it was, after watching it? I'm definitely going to veer more towards that, which I I personally do. As a barbecue guy, you're going to be veering vegan. Believe it or not, (laughs) believe it or not, I eat a lot of vegetables. And really, what I have trouble cutting out is cheese. And Mm. that was one of these pairs of twins' weakness as well. And they went into the explanation of that. It's like cheese releases the same endorphins that like crack does. You know, it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Interesting. So, yeah, that was a big problem for them to give up. But So did they get these twins as adults, or did they get them as kids and yeah. raise them? They're, as... they're all, like, 21 and over. Okay, okay. All the pairs. But, like, there's some that are, like, 60. There's some that are 21. So the ones that were that are in shape. turning vegan, they knew what they were missing. Yeah, like they're they're okay. they're in they're all in on it. Like, okay, all you right. know they one of them draws. They have two cards. One of them draws the all vegan diet. And uh, interesting. The the most interesting part of the whole thing is they'll cut away and like interview farmers and restaurants and you know all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they the one that really got to me was a chicken farmer. And he was showing his like operation and he did it for like 16 years and five or six years ago, he said he woke up and picked up like 19 dead chickens as he was walking through and like, they were just like oozing and tripping infections because there was, it was a, a crazy number. It was like 180 thousand chickens or something in x amount of years that he raises you know one on top of the other Mm -hmm. and 
you know, he's walking through and it's just white, just white with chickens and they'll all scatter. And, you know, you just got to pick the dead ones up as you go. Oh my and God. Every day. Yeah. It's disgusting, man. And, uh, the, the other one that was rough was a place in like South Carolina. I think it was like the number one hog producing County yeah. in the United States. It is just gross. <laughs> Like they yeah. have these ponds, Doug, and they're purple. Oh, like because it's just like piss and shit, oh. and it's like a constant chemical, you know, concoction going on. And they take this and they funnel it out into the fields and spray it in the fields, and like the wind carries it into these people's homes. Oh. Like, and they were testing like their their refrigerator and their stovetop and it was all coming back positive for this like specific like crap that lives poo slurry yeah Uh, it was pretty pretty alarming man okay okay um well i didn't watch anything nearly that intellectual i did finish barry um which i did enjoy uh the end of that uh i kind of feel like it went a season too long I kind of think that Barry could have been wrapped up in the third season. I kind of feel like that fourth season was, a, it kind of drug a little bit. I didn't, I wasn't nearly as engaged in the fourth season as I was the first three. Um, but it was all in all a really good show. Um, so if you're interested in, in that, it's uh, Barry on HBO Max. And then um, the other thing I watched is I watched the most recent season, so season 16 of. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Which I've I, never watched that show. Oh God, I love that show, dude. They did this one episode, Frank versus Russia, in this season, <laughs> where like Charlie like signs Frank up for this one chess competition, uh, because if you make it to the last round, you play against this Russian grandmaster. And Charlie was like, "This is an American national security thing. We got to beat this guy." And so like they had this whole plan, where Charlie was wearing these glasses that had a camera built in that would relay to a van out in the parking lot where Charlie's uncle was playing a chess game on the computer uh, so that he could, like, give the move to to Frank as to what to do. And so Frank had a restaurant buzzer in his pocket, and they would buzz him to tell him, like, how to move the pieces. And, dude, he made it all the way to the final. And I'm probably ruining this, but it's it's so damn funny. But there's a subplot going on in the same episode where Mac is talking about this guy, Johnny, that he's, you know, uh, in love with and wanting to follow. Because Mac apparently is gay now and or he's, he's been gay in the in the show for a while now. But anyway, but like he uh, <laughs> somehow or another, he's never met Johnny, never talked to Johnny in person, only gotten text messages. But Johnny apparently somehow or another managed to shove a, a vibrating like butt beat up his butt and that's how Johnny would communicate with him is he would send a vibration <laughs> and he would send the vibration and when when Matt got that he was like I got to drop everything and go to the hotel to meet Johnny but Johnny never showed up and it's because what would end up happening I'm just going to ruin this um is uh Dennis uh Mac's roommate whenever he would get tired of Mac being in the apartment he would he he was Johnny he created Johnny 
And whenever he wanted to get Mac out of the apartment, he would buzz him to, like, get him out of the apartment so that he could be alone for a while. Or, like, one time, Johnny, quote-unquote, sent Mac a text message saying, soft-shell crabs sound really good. They're my favorite. And so then Mac goes and gets soft-shell crabs. Johnny ghosts him. John, Mac comes home, and he's all depressed. And, you know, Dennis is like, hey, man, I'll eat the soft-shell crabs with you. Because Mac, <laughs> Dennis wanted fucking crabs, evidently, right? That's awesome. So anyway... They've realized That's the shit Travis would do. Dude, oh I know. <laughs> but anyway, the long and short of it, I won't ruin the full thing, but they get to the last round and Frank can't use the restaurant buzzer anymore. So they have to figure out how to get the messages to Frank. And you can put two and two together and realize where these two plots come together. And it's some of the funniest shit. Danny DeVito's just like <laughs> playing chess just over there going like, you know, just buzzing because this fucking butt is just going nuts in his ass. And he doesn't know it's there because D roofied him so they could put it in because they knew Danny DeVito wasn't going to be on board with, you know, but it was, dude, it's the funniest shit. I'm telling you, that was one yeah, of my, I need to check that out. that's a good episode right there. But yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, dude. I love that show. It's not for everyone. It's it's about five just horribly wretched people doing horribly wretched shit to each other and other people. But oh my god, it, I think it's funny as shit. That's great. Yep. So, oh, so that's I'll what I tell I've, you. What else I watched? Okay. Uh, and it's Echo, mm. the Marvel series, and it is so freaking good, man. Oh, we're on comic books again. I have not watched that yet. It's been on my Dude. list. Um. My lady friend was over this weekend, and so we uh, I didn't want to go all super nerd. And, and I don't know what she's watched, so I didn't want to get into, like, because uh, Echo, that was part of the Hawkeye show. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so this is a spinoff from the Hawkeye show and Daredevil. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I haven't yes, watched. It's a direct. I haven't watched. The direct yet. sequel of Daredevil and Hawkeye. Okay, okay. So, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Still getting over this crap, man. Mm. But, uh, dude, it's freaking I, just. I've heard good as things. As good. It, nothing's been as good as Daredevil on Netflix since Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. The Punisher, maybe. I love that too, but. There was one like, season of that that I thought was better than the other. Yeah, the first season was better than the second. Yeah, I think so. But I think it was supposed to be a bridge into more, and then they. Yeah canned it and whatever but i've liked the marvel shows mostly so far hawkeye you know, was all... really good i really liked hawkeye, hawkeye was really good yep the only one i didn't like was uh secret invasion yeah i didn't care for that much the rest of them have been fine but this one is right in the same tone as daredevil it's just kicking ass well it's and good shit correct me if i'm wrong good this shit. is this is one that's like TVMA, right? This is more of an adult Marvel show. This is not a like kid kind yes, of Marvel show. But but they there's no like there's nothing except violence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really. There there's no cussing, there's no like sexual stuff just to have it in there or anything. Yeah. It's just you know, if your kid can handle some fake violence, it's fine. Okay. okay. You know. But dude, it, it's it's good. Like there's I'm not telling you anything that you haven't seen in the yeah. trailer, but Daredevil's in it for like, you know, a very short amount of time, and it is just spectacular. Nice. 
Nice. Good shit. You got to watch it. Oh, it's on my list. But now apparently I also have to check out Lock and Key, so. Yeah, Lock and Key is really good. Okay. It's a it's a great family show. I like it a lot. All right. Your kid might like that one. Uh, may, I, man, I, my kid, it's it's very narrow window of interest, man. It's like it's got to fit some real time. Like I, we sat down and we watched the Clifford movie, the live action Clifford movie, because he loves the Clifford yeah. cartoon and the Clifford yeah. books and this and that and whatever. And he was all right with it. But like, like when Clifford was on the screen, he was cool. But like, you know, like when it was the people, he was yeah, there was no interest whatsoever. So I mean, like it's it's yeah. it's got to really like hold his interest, and you know, it, it could. Yeah, it, he might. There's like the main kid in Lock and Key is around that age. Okay. So you know, and he he's a good actor too. So it's pretty easy for kids to latch onto that one. Okay. Good well, stuff. very cool. Um, yeah. Well, I did the MMC ad while you were uh, figuring out your uh, ear or AirPods there and everything. Yeah. Um, what else do I need to touch on? Uh, socials wise, I'm available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. I'm also available on Facebook where we have the uh, Pulpit Parishioners Group. You can get in on the fun there. Um, you can find me on Twitter slash X. I don't really do much there. At some point, I'm going to have to. Uh, YouTube where you can watch this and uh, I do still have time in January to get that first newsletter out. I swear it'll come out in January. We'll see. No, we'll see. It will. It will. I just need. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah. Yeah. You and I need to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, anyway, um, no, that'll come. And uh, so if you're not on the newsletter list, head on over to cigarpulpit.com, which I need to update that as well. And um, I swear there's a lot of work for a free podcast. Yeah, no joke. It's a lot of work. But uh, anyway, head on over there and you can sign up for the newsletter and I won't spam your inbox. I mean, hell, I mean, I'm struggling to get it going, much less actually get it out on a regular basis. (laughs) So uh, we'll see. But uh, anyway, so yeah, got that going on. And where can people follow you? Uh, They can follow me at Red Banana Art by David Clark for my personal stuff. And of course, Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash podcast and Facebook group, which uh, we're kind of in the dead of winter, so I know that's not going to be super active. But uh, this is a good time for people to practice other cooking skills aside from barbecuing and grilling. This is a time for you to branch out and perhaps try your hand at baking or maybe making some of the sides that you would like to make. You know, with the oven and stovetop, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. This is a good time to be yeah. practicing other things. And also looking into different, um, you know, perhaps rubs and methods and things of that that you want to try when the weather breaks and gets yep. nicer. So, you know. Absolutely. This is the prep time Stock for you Stock up the guys. collection. Yeah, this is not the, the time to be, this is not the time to sit that back on your butt and do nothing. This is the prep time. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everybody posts their pictures on the page. There you go. Recipes, whatever. Very cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, Dave, I want to thank you. I know that this episode may not have been everybody's cup of tea because, you know, if you're not a comic book person, then maybe this has just been an hour and a half of, uh, of, you know, two nerds sitting around talking about books they like, and you may not have an interest in it whatsoever, but... 
Um, you know, uh, this is this is that's the nice thing about me doing this twice a week. Is if you don't like this one, wait until Friday, and you know, I'll be back with another one, and uh, we'll see. What hey, that, what, that what I'll add to that is, uh, you, know, you may not think you like comic books, mm-hmm. but chances are. Your favorite show or movie in the last twenty years, probably based on a comic book, right? There's you know, quite a few odds things are, out odds there. Odds are in our favor. Uh huh. You know, my dad, my dad is like anti comics, always has been. If you tell him it's a comic book, anything, I'm not watching that show. Yeah, but he loved Road to Perdition, which is a comic. I was like, just sitting here thinking Road which to Perdition, is a fantastic movie. Yep, and. uh you know, as soon as he he found that out, he's like, oh, whatever. Uh huh. But well, he also liked League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is an which awesome I also comic. Had to break to him that it was the a movie comic book. was okay, yeah. but the comic yeah. is great. And and I'll yeah, tell you, that actually brings up an interesting point. So everybody's on and on about, oh, Mickey Mouse is in the public domain. We can use Steamboat Willie now and everything. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'll. I'll beat that drum right. one more time but but the other thing i'll say is that league of extraordinary gentlemen is a good example of how to use a public a group of public domain characters in a new and fresh way that it doesn't yes. come across as we're using it just because we can you know it's like yeah that that was a good use of public domain characters where yeah, you can you can do cool stuff with Captain Demo and the Invisible Man and Mister Hyde and you know and and Quartermain and you know you can have fun with it and it doesn't have to be just a retread of what we all know, you know. Right. I feel like yep. I feel like with Mickey Mouse, it's going to end up being a lot of retreads of stuff we know. Oh, it's going to be like super shock. Well, that entertainment in yeah, your face. It's, oh, like, look, it's a slasher movie, and Mickey's the slasher. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah I, exactly. We, I don't, I don't know. That's unoriginal and no fun. You know, it's like let's let's yep. figure out something. If you, and to be honest, I don't even personally think if you don't have something really truly original and badass to say with a character that's in the public domain, don't use the public domain. Because like you know, right. it's like. I, that I, I come up with your own character. Do something cool with something new. Why? Why are you just taking something that's old and and rehashing it? Like, just come up with uh, again. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to use it. You do something original. I think that's so much better. You know, that's uh that's actually my main pet peeve with comic books in general. Is yeah, they take what's already there, and then they have to to twist it and change it to suit today's climate or whatever um, well, make I'll, something new so I'll uh, say, we all want new characters i'll say okay so we can get down that road for just a split second you said that miles morales is one of your favorite new characters of the last 20 years yes i can make a solid argument that miles morales is just a re-envisioning of spider-man peter parker and it is what it is you know now They've taken that character and they've done different things to him and they've made him an original character, albeit a photocopy of Peter Parker, you know? I mean, he started from a very unoriginal place and turned into an original character. But, you know, but there are plenty of characters that never make it beyond that unoriginal place. And basically it's like, oh, look, now we have four characters that have Green Lantern rings, you know? Yeah. And that sort of thing. And so it's like, yeah, you know, you got to 
you gotta you gotta if you don't have anything good to say original maybe don't spin that character just find a way to use the character that's already there but i agree or yeah you know come up with something new completely new and uh see what that gets you yes oh yeah that's really why i buy strictly independent comic books anymore i don't know the last time i bought a dc or a marvel book because well, they're in they're in the constant loop you know i've already read all this they're, stuff they're corporate coming out they are they're corporate yeah. Comic the the Marvel and DC comics of today are not the Marvel and DC comics of the seventies and the eighties and even the nineties, where they were doing more original stuff. Um, right. The nineties, I would say, is kind of like because that was starting to get into the retready kind of stuff, you know. But especially but yeah. the seventies and the eighties, I mean, those comics are badass. But again, they may not appeal to readers of today. But that's where a lot of the shit that everybody likes today is coming. You, when you look at the Marvel movies and the Marvel TV shows, what are they based on? They're based on stories that were coming out in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They're not based yep. on comics that are coming out from, with the exception of maybe the Hawkeye book that I was talking about from Matt Fraction with that TV show. By and large, all that stuff is based on old stuff. You know? Yep. I agree, man. Mm-hmm. Well, fun. Well, yep, final thought times. on my Perdomo 20th anniversary here. Fantastic smoke. My burn line is a little wonky, but I think there's a breeze coming into my tent from somewhere here. I'm, I'm feeling a little chill, and my burn line is just a little off, so I'm thinking that that has something to do with, like, a draft or something coming in. I'm feeling something from behind me, so I'm wondering if the tent, like, got knocked into somehow or another and is like up slightly like at the base to where there's like a little draft at the foot. Um, so I'll have yeah, to check it that. could also be that it's single digits. That's outside. true. As I sit here and I'm recording, um, let's just, let's just do a real quick uh, weather update as I sit here and record it is currently, well, it says eight degrees in Freeburg, Illinois. However, with the uh, wind um, and whatnot, the current uh, feels like temperature is minus five so um yeah it's cold there you go it's cold as shit <laughs> but wednesday we're looking at a balmy 36 degrees so you know i might break nice. out the shorts <laughs> there you go <laughs> bud. get out the kilt you know just celebrate the beginning of the nice weather right yeah no uh, then 36 yeah. might be a little cold for the kilt freeze the It'd be, uh, it'll wake you up. Freeze the Franken beans. We don't need that. So, anyway, cold medicine time. There you go. Well, Dave, I really want to thank you again for your time. And Reno, hopefully, this gave you a whole lot of reading material that you can look into for your son. I hope so too. Yep. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. Dave. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. I'm gonna change your music. Dude. This one's okay. <laughs> it lasts like seven minutes.
it's a little long because the old one I was able to start a lot earlier. This one I I because I have to start it a little later. Um, but I also forgot. There's one more segment, and uh, oh, I didn't have that turned up all the way. There's one more segment, and so uh, guys, we're now. I'm gonna end the episode with Pinky's fun fact. So everybody enjoy. Oh, here we go. Hey, it's your girl Pinky. Ready for a fun fact? Don't piss off a skunk that's hanging around your backyard. If it decides to aim and fire, it'll be impossible to outrun because a skunk can shoot liquid from its anal glands for up to 15 feet. This has been Pinky, and I'll be back next time with more fun facts.